Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. In this From the Field episode, Editor-in-Chief Teresa Moulton interviews Dr. Miriam Amami, Senior Consultant at Infosys Consulting, on the topic of how a corporate culture can embrace creativity, drive innovation, and successful change adoption. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast. This is Teresa Moulton, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm really happy to be speaking with Dr. Miriam Imami, and we are going to be talking about creativity, innovation, and change management. Let me share a little bit about Dr. Imami with you. With a PhD in business focused on organizational behavior, Mary has put her passion for creativity and innovation into practice by taking academic knowledge into into the corporate setting. For the past 12 years, Mary designed and conducted multiple seminars and workshops at the top executive and mid-management levels within organizations large and small across industries and geographies. She has been the speaker for the Houston Organizational Development Network events for three consecutive years on the topics of organizational creativity, innovation, and corporate culture, as well as emotional intelligence and innovation. Mary has also lived and worked in cultures as dissimilar as the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and the Americas, collecting along the way vast multicultural experiences, knowledge, and competencies. Weaving her varied experiences with her academic research, she has built a cohesive discipline that she is happily practicing and applying to corporate settings. Additionally, she has several publications in academic journals, including the Emerald Insight and the IGI Global on topics of organizational creativity, innovation, e-commerce, and PIA, which is paid internet advertising, along with a published book chapter in Springer, a leading global scientific, technical, and medical portfolio. Mary is currently a change management consultant at Infosys Consulting. So Mary, welcome. Thank you for the kind introduction. Good afternoon, Theresa. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And you. Um, and and also, I'm really excited about uh, you bringing you know, another important intersection into the change management world, you know, um, the difference between creativity and innovation and, and how that really um, is important for change professionals to know. So very excited about this webinar discussion that we're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, why don't we go ahead and get started. And one of the one of the things that I was curious about is, why do you think leaders find it difficult to install a culture of innovation within their organizations? A great question to start the chapter of creativity and innovation. So um, while most of organizations and the leaders are very clear on why they want innovation, unfortunately, they don't possess the same knowledge or level of cl- clarity on how innovation happens. In other words, well, Everybody wants innovation because for an organization, you want to stay on top, beat the competition and continue generating revenue in a consistent manner. And innovation is the differentiator because of the novelty it brings to the table. Unfortunately, the problem is in the space that most leaders within the organization do not really know how to bring innovation and practice it within their corporate culture Um, And I think like one of the great places for them to start is 
look at questions like, what is the difference, as you said, between creativity and innovation? How does creativity happen in an individual level? How does innovation happen in an organizational level? And most importantly, what is the powerful, most important role a leader has to build a corporate culture that can push innovation? Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, even 20 years ago when innovation was this, you know, new uh, concept and, you know, the real techniques around brainstorming and new product development and all that stuff were coming out, um, companies were trying to build innovation into their business practices and then it kind of died off you know and and it it feels like you're bringing like a new perspective to the innovation um within an organization and i like that you're bringing it at an individual and organizational level so um what do you think the role of creativity and change management would be absolutely so um in my brain creativity and change are inseparable we have to Mm -hmm. think of them as two best friends walking down the streets, talking passionately about how to collaborate to drive change. Reason being, well, in any OCM initiative, the main objective for us is to make sure there is a successful change adoption within an organization, right? And nobody knows that better than we do as OCM OD practitioners. Now, sometimes companies forget the fact that it's, yes, it is the age of disruption, The technology is going on such a fast pace that we are trying to catch up. But change has a very strong human side to it. It Mm -hmm. means when we take two steps back, as human beings, we really do not like change. I mean, we keep saying, I included, we have the propensity for change. But when it comes to day in, day out tasks in an organization, we really don't want it. So what happens is, While companies are trying to catch up with the IT side, name it the digital transformation, IT uplift, any projects they have, sometimes they forget that people are not going to be that interested or excited or willing with the same speed. So if they try to put a new perspective in bringing creativity in, meaning that novel perspective outside the box, unorthodox thinking to this day-to-day change initiative, it will help drive change. And most importantly, you know, as OCM, OCM is not just about communications and training. Yes, there are important pillars of OCM, but any organization within an industry is different. Their people Mm -hmm. and their needs and the corporate culture are different. So if we are creative at any step of an OCM initiative, we will be able to push not only a successful change home, but help the corporate culture be open to the upcoming changes in the recent years. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm curious uh, to see how the creativity would intersect with the change management um, in reality for a client, but um, yeah. why, don't we, why don't we pick that up in a little bit? Yeah. Um, So how do you think creativity happens with an individual or within an organization? Ooh, this is going to get exciting. So let me bring some science into this and then we can beautifully tie it to some business cases and see what happens within this realm. So according to one of my favorite theories within the realm of organizational creativity called Componential Theory of Creativity, first articulated by Professor Theresa Amabile back in 1983, 
Mm-hmm. There are four elements at work for a creative work to come to surface in an organizational setting. Mm-hmm. Three of these components are within an individual, and one of them is outside the individual. Mm-hmm. So starting from the individual, within the individual components of creativity, we are looking at creativity-relevant processes, domain-relative skills, and intrinsic task motivation. They are very easy. I'll walk us through the definition, and then I'll put it into a business persona so we Great. can understand how everything comes together. In an individual mind, creativity-relevant processes refers to personality and cognitive processes conducive to novel thinking. Think of it as when your brain is generating, trying to generate a creative idea, your problem-solving approaches, critical thinking skills, what happens inside your brain to push that novelty out, followed by domain-relative skills. Knowledge, expertise, information, talents that is within one person in the area that they are operating at, followed by must, my most favorite one, I'm going to vouch for it, and yes, I'm biased, intrinsic task motivation. An individual finds a task personally intriguing, interesting, or challenging. I'm going to pause here. Internally, that's a big differentiator because while people's brains and, dom- and knowledge might somehow be the same, the passion is really different. Now, these three elements get together. The overlap is called creativity, also known as creative work or creative outcome. The reason I say that, if you would like to do more research later on, go back and read some papers in academia, you see all these terminologies being interchangeable. Now, let's put it into a business persona, Mary. In my brain, when I am as an OCM OD consultant, trying to provide a solution that's innovative or an innovative idea, creative idea, my creativity relevant processes, what happens in my brain, is next to my domain relative skills. What do I know about change management, OD, leadership alignment, human behavior? Next to my intrinsic task motivation, what is Mary passionate about? What do I like to do? What drives me first thing in the morning? This creative outcome, when it's produced, it's within me as a person. That's why they call it within the individual components of creativity. Now, no employee works in isolation, right? Creativity and innovation doesn't happen in vacuum. There is an environment called social environment for the sake of our conversation refers to the organizational environment that's individual operating in. Now, this outside the individual component, which is your corporate culture, simply put, has a great saying to either foster or kill creativity. Why? Because in your system, you can either, if this Mary persona, this employee comes forward with a creative idea, the culture I'm working within, the team dynamic, meetings, uh, me and my manager, you name it, what happens in day in, day out task at my work. Either this corporate culture welcomes and receives this creativity or unfortunately kills it. This makes a huge difference in the journey of innovation because if a company fails at this point, I'm so sorry to say that, they're going to fail at receiving and producing innovation. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting how it all ties together. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some examples of how teams and organizations have enabled creativity within their cultures? 
Oh, that's <laughs> getting more interesting by the moment, Teresa. Love this. Great. So before we, yes. Before we get to the examples first, let me establish some differences. The information that our audience might already know, but it doesn't hurt to just have a quick recap. Sounds good. Yes. There is a difference between creativity and innovation. Despite a common misperception that these two terminologies are interchangeable, they are not. They're two different ballgames. Creativity is first a step. When you generate a new idea, this new idea or solution is not tangible, meaning within a corporate setting, you cannot measure the amount of ROI or revenue generated by this idea. This is called creativity. Now, when an organization successfully implements this creative idea into a product service, consulting as we do as OCMOD people, and actually you can, at the end of a quarter or fiscal year, measure how much revenue was generated by this creative idea, that's innovation. Innovation does not exist without creativity, and for an organization to successfully and consistently have innovation, they need to foster creativity first. Mm -hmm. Same rule applies to corporate culture. So think about it this way. If you want your organization to be innovative at every step of the way, based on everything I explained, product, services, produces, procedures, anything you need to have to push forward toward being more innovative, you need to first have a creative corporate culture then an innovative corporate culture. And these two wheels need to like move in parallel. They, they, <laughs> both of them should be actually at work. Starting with creative corporate culture, it refers to a setting in which ideas are well received and welcome. So think about this example. If somebody in a meeting raise their hand and say, oh, I have an idea. They express the idea. The idea might seem irrelevant, right? Weird, good task, out of context. It is creative. This is the nature of creativity to be all those things. If this corporate culture successfully received these ideas, that's a creative corporate culture. Creative corporate culture has a lot to do with leadership behavior and team dynamic. A lot of OD work that we do within talent and organization practice is to make sure our clients build and know how to protect and foster this corporate culture. Next step is an innovative corporate culture. It means a setting that has a system in place to receive the ideas, test them, and decide whether they can be a next innovation or not. Meaning you have a team in place and say, oh, Mary generated that idea. Let's look at it. After testing the idea, depending on the approach, it can be design thinking, um, workshop, it can simply be a team meeting or any other creative vehicle and tool that help them look at the idea. Now, if the idea is good, let's push it and make it happen in innovation. If not, let's dismiss it. I'm going to pause here for a second. Dismiss the idea and not kill the idea. There's a difference because if you kill the idea, it means you're killing the creativity and the chances mm. are, unfortunately, you're killing the drive and enthusiasm behind the idea too. You don't want to do that. The test being, if Mary had a grotesque idea, you say, thank you, Mary, for saying that. We looked at it. Then be honest, because we don't have, a, for example, from feasibility, market viability, testing, anything. The idea cannot work at the moment, but keep it coming. Let the flow be there. What's next on, on your agenda? Now, 
then we are looking at the success stories of innovation means generate revenue sorry uh, revenue was generated out of that innovation first let's see what that creative corporate culture did here are some here are three very lovely example in this area google engineer 80 20 percent role if you are an engineer working with google 80 percent of the time you spend it on task at hand, while 20% goes to a passion project. Guess what? Gmail was a product of that 20%, not that 80%. Another lovely example of a, within the tech world of creative corporate culture is an example that actually not a lot of people are familiar with. The technology behind electronic ink, what the technology that made e-readers possible back in the mid-90s, actually was produced uh, by this wonderful MIT engineer. On a Saturday, he was at the beach reading. He finished his book and he probably thought, oh, I'm bored. Maybe I can, I wish I had another book. Maybe there's a way to have another 10 books. He took the idea back to MIT, started, got a team, started working on it. Back to the innovation, back in 1997, the technology that made uh, e-readers, people might be more familiar with Sony e-reader or Amazon Kindle, right? The possibility of having 1500 bucks in one device came to existence. The beauty of this example of creativity is first the timeline. 1997, the idea was generated because somebody was passionate about something, intrinsic task motivation. Then that creative corporate culture gave what it needed to time, resources, money and tolerance to that idea created that space for it to be moved to innovation. And uh, another example that I would love to share with our audience, non-tech, because we are talking about creativity, we should be able to talk about, uh, you know, another example as well. The book Eat, Pray, Love, author Elizabeth Gilbert had this idea of traveling to three countries and write about three different ideas. Oh, okay. She expressed the creative idea, managed to receive a $60,000 advance to finance her trip, cut back to innovation. The book sold 9 million copies, generated $135 million in revenue, not to mention, mention later, the movie with the budget of 60 million created more than $200 million in revenue in the box office. What all these three examples of innovation have in common is the importance of that creative corporate culture we talked about. Uh, four pillars are important for leaders to know. If you want to receive that revenue, make that change happen, you need to invest with your time, with your money, resources, and most importantly, tolerance. That is, you know, it makes that makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, what I'm hearing is that the tie to change management is is really around culture change to build creativity and innovation into the culture so that you can get these um, bottom line business results uh, around product development and even competitive advantage, revenue enhancement, those types of things. Uh, is that what you're thinking? Yes, absolutely. Because okay. 
in any OCM initiatives, again, we are driving change to success. The businesses want the revenue and most importantly, they want their people to be comfortable with the change, right? That's mm -hmm. why as OCM practitioners, we are being very creative with the way we communicate the change. We want to make sure everybody within the company is ready. They understand what change is. They know how the change is benefiting them. Then through training, we will make sure they have enough tools. They know how to work with the processes, right? Mm -hmm. And this creativity will help any OCM uh, practitioner take it to the next level because the more you tailor your OCM work to the corporate culture using your creativity, you are going to push that organization more towards being successful because imagine uh, we all, right, we talk about methodologies of change management. The mm -hmm. difference between the way we do it is that creativity is because we listen to the corporate culture. We listen to the needs of people within the corporate culture and mm -hmm. then tailor our change strategies according to, we will tailor it to the need of them and their organization. Right. And it's an it's a very interesting perspective, Mary, because, um, as you know, in a lot of the methodologies that are out there for change professionals, corporate culture is not highly emphasized. So this is really an opportunity for change professionals to dig in on um, culture and really make sure that the growth and the uh, evolution of the corporate culture is in place for their initiative to sit on top of. Absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out, Theresa. You are absolutely right because um, sometimes from OCM perspective, when we talk to, you know, other um, OCM practitioners, OD practitioners of what they were doing or what kind of difference they made by the time they were done with that mm -hmm. OCM effort with the project. Uh, sometimes I do see that part of corporate culture is lacking and that's where the difference is because yes, communication, training, change, uh, journey map, business assessment, you name it, anything we do at any stage of the OCM initiative to drive change is almost the same. Same thing about our creativity relevant processes and domain relative skills. They might be the same thing, but when you tailor it using the understanding of that corporate culture and the need of that organization, that change is going to make a difference, not only for the current project, but helping that company see what kind of difference OCM and OD can make. Yeah. What is, what is the saying that culture eats strategy for lunch? <laughs> Absolutely. For an appetizer. Right. They don't even get to lunch. Yes. That's yeah. right. And, yeah. And even more and more, when you look at the companies, the reasons OCMOD has been on the spotlight for almost 10 years right now is that companies understand that without an OCM successful and innovative OCM initiative, the technology change is going to fail. Just because mm -hmm. you put a process or a technology in place doesn't mean that it's going to be up and running. You know, people within your organization are the ones who are operating, who are behind the wheel, right? So if they right. do not know how to drive, how to work with this new machine. And in my idea, not only know, but actually are excited, are interested about mm -hmm. this upcoming change. That's where the difference comes in. And as OCM practitioners, um, Paying extra attention to this corporate culture on any OCM initiative will actually give us extra leverage to see 
the, to, to draw a picture for our clients to see how we can drive change. By the time we leave the project, not mm-hmm. only that OCM initiative was successful, but that corporate culture is ready to think outside the box, you know, because that's not the end of it. More changes are coming, so they'll be more prepared for it. Yes, and um, I'm also hearing um, a point that you made uh, at the beginning of the podcast around um, how the creativity and innovation characteristics of a corporate culture can maybe even enhance the case for change and increase adoption because it's bringing positivity to the message. Yes, absolutely. And um, they need that novelness. That's why uh, in my head, change and creativity are like, they are driving towards, you know, one purpose because Mm -hmm. change, change by itself is uncomfortable, right? And creativity Mm -hmm sounds weird so you need that uncomfortable space for change to come to life and Mm -hmm. be successful i'm going to share a very uh, interesting observation with you Uh, one of the creativity workshops that i do for our clients at c suit level there is Mm -hmm. a slide that i show a few photos of creative outcomes right so the Mm -hmm. slide is up i'll show it to them and i say look at this what do you think describe what you understand out of that in one adjective for me. So here are real life cases from uh, uh, what the client has told me so far. Mm-hmm. Grotesque, irrelevant, out of context. What do you mean? Weird, abstract. And my, my favorite, personal favorite one. Are we on the right slide? So <laughs> these are the reactions that in real life you get out of creativity. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not. That's the same thing about change. And I think we know that as OCM practitioner, how a scary change can be. Mm-hmm. Our job in any OCM um, initiative based on getting the troops up and running and ready for the change is also make the leaders within the organization understand how to help their people navigate this change. And mm-hmm. that comes from creativity and innovation and the work you do on your corporate culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So if you're putting theory into practice, what are some tips for leaders to enable creativity and innovation with their corporate cultures? Oh, that's going to be interesting. So um, if by now you, as a leader, you are intrigued to go and dig a little bit further and deeper in this arena, here are three OD suggestions for you to begin with. First, define creativity, innovation, and change for your company and put a timeline to it. Uh, The best way to do that is first take your time, have a piece of paper, do it old-fashioned way with a pen, write down all the ideas. What do you think about creativity, innovation, and change? Ideas, visions, concepts, anything that comes to your mind. Put it there. After you're done, summarize it to three clean and crisp bullet points with a time frame. The reason I say clean and crisp is if you put it in front of any employee at your organization, they will be able to understand that. Well, as OCM uh, practitioners, nobody knows this better than us. It's going to fail if people do not understand it. So make something complicated in OCM is not going to be your friend. You want to simplify it, right? Mm -hmm. As much as possible and make sure everybody is on board with, with the newness that's coming. Mm-hmm. After you define this, move to step two. Time for you as a leader to 
get a feeling of where your corporate culture is at the moment. If you want to solve a problem, first step is for us to understand what the problem is, right? Mm -hmm. So before getting excited and go say, okay, I'm going to go do some work with my corporate culture, you need to know based on the vision you just uh, described in those three bullet points, you want to know what's happening and the and um, I'm going to propose a very creative approach. The old-fashioned approach for this one is you bring in your leadership, ask to review the latest company survey, right, to what mm-hmm. people are saying about you. I don't necessarily agree with that. Here's a creative approach. Choose 20 meetings. Start making surprise visits to variety of levels, work streams, and teams within your organization. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, especially if you're uh, a leader operating a gl- on a global scale corporation. This is a perfect opportunity for you to go to Europe team, see how APIC is doing, because, well, thanks to COVID-19 situation, we're all operating on almost full virtual environment, right? So this mm-hmm. is a perfect place for you to be able to do that without having to travel. Go to those meetings. Make sure you'll make it very easy for people to interact. Don't make it look like a performance review and assessment, meaning Mm -hmm. please do not interrupt people, do not comment, give feedback or uh, constructive criticism. That's not why you're there for. You're just there to get a sense of your corporate culture. Watch and practice one of the most important leadership behavior, listening skills. Listen and watch. When you're done with the meeting on that piece of paper you have, mark that meeting A or B for me. A, what you watched was a team dynamic. People were interested, engaged. They came up with new ideas. They talked about change. They talked about change being good. And at the end of the meeting, you felt like this team is going to push for a change and be more creative. Option B, people were not that much interested or engaged. They were either afraid to speak up or they didn't care or worst case scenario, unfortunately, you watched an individual or individuals monopolizing the conversation and shut down ideas. The classic example of that is when somebody in a meeting interrupts a new idea and says, this doesn't work because, and then they lecture the other person for two minutes of why this idea is not working before even they heard the idea. Mm -hmm. When you're done with these 20 meetings, take a look at your list. What do you see in front of you? Do you see more A's or do you see more B's? This gives you a sense of assessment of where your corporate culture is at the moment. That helps you to move to step three. Time for you to put an action plan in place. Hire an OCM, OD, external consultant. The reason I say external consultant is uh, you need a pair of expert objective eyes who can Look at your corporate culture, do the assessment, look at the upcoming change for you. Sometimes when we are too embedded within a corporate culture with all the good intentions that we have, unfortunately, we cannot be creative. We think we are, but we keep wearing the same lenses and look at the problems and look at the culture from one point of view. So this external person will actually help giving you that creative look that you need to have. Um, next step is to make sure you do a cultural assessment, deep analysis, followed by some recommendations. So as we know, one of the things that we would love to do, I'm exceptionally proud, uh, what we do with talent and organization practice at Infosys Consulting is the way we do assessment. Like I not only run surveys, I do focus group sessions, engagement sessions. I go sit down two hours with three questions, listen to people and listen to their fear of change. 
Something is changing. Why are you, what are you afraid of? What's the worst case scenario? Listen to all those pain points. And later on, when the external consultant is doing an analysis for you, it's not just data analysis. They will do a gap analysis, perception assessment for you. This is the researcher in me. I love data and deep, deep. Meaning you will see what you thought your corporate culture was doing right. And then you see what real pain points are. And remember, you need an external consultant to do those focus group sessions because I'm sure you're a great leader, but people might not want to reveal what they want to to somebody within the organization. You know what I mean? So when it's done anonymously from an outside, um, then they feel comfortable. They bring themselves on, you know what I mean? Especially when they know sessions are anonymous, you get all the data you want from firsthand from your employees. Based on the analysis and assessment, then you had a vision. Remember bullet one, two, three. Look at that vision that you have. Is it the next quarter, next five, next 10 years? Depending on that, build a coalition team between the external consultant, the talent and the leaders you have within your organization, build a team who come up with OCM and OD strategies to make a shift and help you move the needle on the corporate culture. Because not only you want to prepare your people to receive change, you want to make sure that they uh, adopted that change mentality and that um, success mentality embedded within creativity and innovation. So next time there is another change on the table, not only they're interested, but they're really excited to embrace it. Yeah, you know, I love that part, Mary. Um, All through this um, discussion, you've uh, really emphasized uh, not only the benefit of creativity and innovation in the culture, but also how, you know, the project that would be uh, leveraged by it is really readying the culture for the next project. And it's, it's, you know, layer by layer, project by project, improving the usage of an application of creativity and innovation as you go along. Yes, absolutely. You know, change is one step at a time. And we are a firm believer and as OCM practitioners that the best change agents are people within your organization, because We love our job, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we go, we are on an OCM um, uh, initiative, but then we are successful as OCM OD people when we can let go of the hand of our client and know they're in good hands. It's Mm -hmm. the changes adopted successfully and they can move forward without us. So that's what they want because if they just go a few layers deeper within their organization, really invest in leadership alignment to bring this creativity and innovation culture, then at any upcoming change that's coming towards their corporations, their people are ready. Mm. So even they are going to get higher success rate with change management Mm -hmm. because, you know, these peoples are no longer have that that fear or it's okay to have that fear they know how to deal with it within the corporate culture that change to them is not translated as something scary i don't understand i do not know how to operate or worst case scenario i'm going to lose my job because of this change and then Mm -hmm. that resistance is going to create a lot of hurdles for you Uh, but we do know that as OCM practitioners it takes lots of energy to for you to get that resistance out to be able to drive uh, successful change home so yeah creativity innovation and change should be three friends happily walking down the streets collaborating to make sure that the corporate culture is driving towards success 
Yeah, I really appreciate your insight on this topic and, you know, the way that you've kind of um, really taught us about creativity and innovation and the um, partnership or friendship with change management. I think I think that's a, a perspective that uh, we don't always think about, you know, because um, unless the project we're taking on is actually a culture change project, um, I don't think that a lot of culture uh, is considered as much in the implementation of change management uh, work. So I think, you know, bringing that OD perspective in combination with the OCM perspective around these topics has been very helpful. Yes, I'm very glad to hear that. And yes, and of course, you do know that because you come both from the OD and OCM background. So you know how beautiful the uh, emergence of these two elements can be. And it is because at the end of the day, it's about our clients being successful and most importantly, about their people. Mm-hmm. And that's an important piece, both in change management and organizational development, because sometimes leaders with best intentions at heart keep forgetting about people. Mm-hmm. If you want creativity and innovation, and if you want a consistent, innovative corporate culture, you have to make sure that your people are not only ready for the change, but also they know their creativity and innovations are welcome. And that's all the combination, the collaboration between OCM and OD. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, thank you so much for your insight uh, on this podcast, Mary. It's been uh, very interesting and rewarding to hear about, you know, a different topic. I think it's almost like a stretch topic uh, to really bring you know more rounded view into what OCM can actually do with culture Um, so I really appreciate you uh, sharing this with us absolutely my my absolute pleasure you know at at the end of the day the leaders are the forces behind um, fostering creativity and innovation they can lead and inspire creativity and innovation and push towards change with their behavior at the end of the day people within an organization will look at what a leader does versus just listening to them. Mm -hmm. So when they exhibit that level of creativity and innovation in their behavior, they're open to constant change and they actually provide that tools and tips for the upcoming change. It means they have a very strong OCM um, team working with their team when it's something uh, at the table to drive change that speaks volume. Um, mm. that helps not only um, help their corporate culture, but also help their company moving forward for innovation to make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a lot of sense. So Mary, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you, where would you be best uh, located? Absolutely. So first of all, let me express my deepest appreciation and attitude for gratitude, sorry, um, for having me today, Theresa. Thank you for hosting this topic. Be open to, you know, the way we could merge OCM and OD. Um, Please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. As I said, I'm a senior consultant with talent and organization practice at Infosys Consulting. At any time, if you had any questions, wanted to chat about this topic or simply wanted to know about our innovative ODOCM offerings from talent and organization practice, I am one email away. We can grab some coffee virtually and chat. Sounds great. That sounds great. Thank you so much for your time. 
my absolute pleasure, Theresa. Thank you for your time and have a wonderful, creative day. You too. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this From the Field episode of the Change Management Review podcast with Theresa Moulton, Editor-in-Chief of Change Management Review, and Dr. Miriam Amami. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and like us on LinkedIn.